You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ayo! CHGO White Sox postgame uh, show yes. presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Yay. It only took eight hours. <laughs> the White Sox win 7-6 to six in 12 innings. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. We'll have Vinny Duber joining us live and probably soon from Guaranteed Rate Field. He's probably been itching uh, to get on with us. Uh, it was a long, long game. Doug Eddings tried to get us out of there as quick as possible. We got a lot to talk about in this game. Uh, we got Dylan Cease. A phenomenal game from him. The White Sox hitters were all right, and Josh Harrison came up big. And then the bullpen was a thing. So a lot to talk about in this game. Herb, we always like to start with the positives, and the positive is a White Sox winner. The positive is the White Sox are back at 500, and the positive is the White Sox just took a series from a very, very good team with the possibility of sweeping tomorrow. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I think I predicted that we'll be going to our tailgate later on, uh, about five more minutes later on today, we'll be going out to our tailgate and bringing brooms as I predicted. <laughs> so yes, I'm very happy with the actual win. There's a lot of things in this game that were messed up, but one of those things that wasn't messed up is Dylon. Yeah. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Dylon, 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 Dylon uh, had a no-hitter working this game into the fifth inning, I think. You think he had a perfect game I think it's sixth going inning. into the fourth. Uh, uh, so five innings of no-hit ball, I think it was. Uh, yep. Just absolutely incredible stuff. He struck out the side to start the first. He struck out five of his six batters that he faced. I said take the under on points bet today, under seven and a half strikeouts. That was stupid. Betting with points bet was smart, but betting Dylan Cease's under strikeout prop was stupid. Dylan Cease might have had the best game of his career tonight. He tonight allowed that one hit uh, in, in the sixth inning. He went six innings, two walks, 11 Ks, zero earned runs. That's his fifth straight start with zero earned runs. That's a, that's a skill right there, friends. And that team, you saw that team. They have hitters. They have real hitters out there. And I got KPW. Espinal is one of them. They have Guerrero. They have Bachet. They have the guy I'm scared of the most, Kirk. Teoscar Hernandez. They, Dylan Cease is like, who? Who? <laughs> Sit down. I have everything. He got a little help from my man Doug Eddings. Ooh, Ooh, boy, did he. Wee. That umpire was hella terrible. 
Doug Eddings, we all call, of course, all know him from the guy who was the 2005 ALCS umpire behind plate when AJ struck out and then Doug Eddings let him go to first. And then, uh, of course, the White Sox went on a Joe Creedy double. But Doug Eddings was just so horribly inconsistent today. And he was inconsistent for everybody. Initially, it was all on the Blue Jays. Then it worked out uh, for the White Sox in the extra innings. You see him call that dumbass uh, strike on uh, Reese McGuire. But, yeah, Dylan Cease is just that dude. We were wondering one time he walked two guys, like, in the inning. And we're like, why does he just realize he's Dylan <laughs> fucking Cease? Mm-hmm. 98 fastball. The slider was working extra hard today. It was awesome. And just throwing this word, like sometimes I think he just worries, like in that fifth inning, I think it was. It's like, I have a no hitter. Oh no, oh no, oh no, he's getting his own head. And then we we're like, just say, I'm Dylan fucking Cease. Mm-hmm. Throw that ball over the middle and let them hit it. Can and we- he did it. And that's what Dylan Cease is about. We got to show what Dylan Cease actually did tonight. Uh, uh, Steven, I know you're dropping in graphics right now. Can you show us the pitch mix from Dylan Cease tonight if you have that available? Let's look at this, Herb. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from uh, the Los Angeles game. This is the Los Angeles game that he went seven innings. This is my bad. I didn't even send you the, the Dylan Cease one from tonight. I'll just read it to you, Herb. He threw 50 sliders tonight. Mm-hmm. He threw 50% sliders. So most of his most used pitch tonight was a slider. That's the fifth game this year that he's used the slider as his primary pitch. He got 28 swings on that slider, and he got 18 whiffs on it. Huge. 64% whiff rate against the second hottest hitting team in the MLB. Holy shit, Dylan Cease. 64% whiff rate on a slider on one pitch alone. You talked about how good it looked tonight. You talked about the help Doug Eddings gave him, but it's also he was hitting his spot, he was hitting his location, and the Toronto Blue Jays could do nothing. And that's the thing. Like, he saw that that slider was working today. We were talked about sometimes he throws a non-competitive pitch into the left-hander's batter's box going against a right-hander, and today none of that was happening. He knew he had the location, he had the command and control of his slider, and he saw that Doug was giving him the extra, so it would be dumb of him not to exploit that. And it wasn't Kevin Gausman doing the same. Kevin Gausman barely went outside of the zone for that. He barely does that when he is a pitcher or when he pitches because he barely walks anybody. But Dylan Cease, brilliant. Seeing what he was doing against George Springer, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sent a tweet. I was like, man, I feel sorry for George Springer. And then I was like, hmm, no, bump that. He's a Houston Astro. F that dude. <laughs> he made, as Tanny used to say, Dylan Cease made sweet love to George Springer in his three at-bats. Oh, Ooh-wee. I think the second at-bat. He just threw straight, three straight sliders. He's like, your punk ass down immediately you're not touching me today and it was just good to see that like confidence come out of him versus a team like this I said I was a prisoner in the moment saying this is probably his best start of his career you brought up and we saw it earlier the Angels start on the wraparound day earlier in the year um, where he struck out 11 in that start too. went seven innings Win seven innings, gave up one hit. It was a double. This game, he only he went six innings, struck out eleven, walked two, and gave up a little cheap infield single there. I forgot to like a Teoscar Hernandez, I believe it was a, a, a really weak hit. It was, very it was weak. in between Tim and uh, Mendick. Tim was ranging to his right, going towards the third baseline, and didn't even get a good throw on it. I mean, it was just a weak hit. The the average exit velocity on Cease tonight. 87 miles per hour. I mean, you're, you're talking about, I think this was probably his best start of his career. KPW, what's the injury that uh, 
George Springer had. He hurt his elbow. Oh, I he thought hurt he, his elbow and throwing it out, swinging it seven Dylan C. Sliders. I thought he hurt his hurt his heart. Oh, his, man, that was <laughs> hurt hard. his pride. Uh, let's look at uh, George Springer God, versus uh, Dylan Cease's slider. Why don't Ooh. we? Uh, those are all the th- sliders he threw to, mm. to George Springer, uh, Springer. George Springer swung and missed at seven of those damn things. He was so bad tonight. He hurt himself trying to hit Dylan Cease, and guess what? He still went over three. I mean, looking at the lineup, and I know the other lineup that he went up against, you know, the Angels one had uh, some guy named Trout. I think Otani might have been in that lineup, right? They had a lot of good hitters. At the but time, Walsh was hitting the ball hard. And uh, was that Ward guy was doing Ward, decent. Yeah, he got the double. I mean, this is a team that is also red hot. I think this is probably his best start, just because of how shaky he has looked. And it just shows you, when you give him good defense— the, the run column doesn't matter because it's the earn run that counts. This guy is going to shove. I mean, he, we, we'd like to see a little bit more length from him, 101 pitches, six innings. Uh, but, I mean, we always ask six innings and at least three runs, earn runs or less. He gave you six innings, zero earned runs. Got to be happy with Cease's start. Yeah, and he was doing it efficiently up until the fifth inning where he walked a couple of batters. I have no problem with Dylan Cease's start. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The best start. I think, of this year, uh, maybe of his career. I loved what Dylan Cease was featuring today. And to go and see what the Toronto Blue Jays have done lately with the offense, you know, coming back yesterday versus the White Sox, almost winning that game, coming back versus the Yankees down 8-3 to three the other day. And he's like, okay, cool. Y'all can do that versus other people. But I'm Dylan Cease today. No runs today. You good? Smooth. I'm out. And the next time, the next time you doubt Dylan Cease or thinking about doubting Dylan Cease, go to points bet and just bet against yourself because Dylan Cease believes in himself. I didn't believe in Dylan Cease no, tonight. Uh, I took the under on points bet of seven and a half strikeouts, and I lost money. Uh, you can get two risk-free bets on points bet when you use code CHGO and when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets using the code CHGO when you sign up with points bet. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. PointsBet's your home for live and play betting, and it just got even better. If you see an edge in the game you're watching, if your favorite team, like the Chicago team that wears black and white, is prime for, I don't know, a 12th inning comeback against the Toronto team, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. For more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs, you have to use PointsBet. You can download the PointsBet app right now and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And I want to tell you about a game changer. The White Sox need a game changer in their bullpen. Maybe they should talk to Strava. Craft Coffee. Mm-hmm. Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to help improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava has helped me get more quality sleep. When I feel like I'm going to be up and kicking around for a while, tonight is not one of those nights. I am well tired uh, after tonight. <laughs> 
I just load up some Strava CBD coffee in my coffee machine. I use the uncaffeinated, the decaffeinated one, uh, the maximum strength CBD coffee, and that helps me truly calm my body down and tell it, hey, it's time to go to bed. Including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. When I drink Strava coffee, I wake up feeling my best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch. It's fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effects of benefits. CHG listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A, craftcoffee.com when you use code CHGO25 at uh, checkout. Discount coupon ballot on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Again, CHGO25 for 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Those reads were so long, you read us into the next day. I did. Oh, oh hey, look at that. It's 12.01. As the, the clock strikes midnight, I was hoping we would get some good luck there, too. Right at 12, uh, Vinny would be joining us. But we have to go to a uh, super chat. Our guy, Jaxo. Yes. Lighten it up. Uh, he's saying Toronto Blue Jays fans in the chat. White Sox fans are celebrating. Most of the extras, the Blue Jays failed to score runs, the insurance runs, and Harrison came in clutch. Absolutely. Let's talk about Jay Hay. Jay Hay has been big in June. I think a weighted runs create a plus of plus 130 in June. I know a lot of people were saying DFA Harrison, DFA Harrison. And honestly, I wasn't against it. If they DFA Josh Harrison about five games ago, I don't know if I'd be technically mad. Um, But the idea is the White Sox just don't have a ton of depth in their their minor leagues. You look and yeah, maybe Yolbert Sanchez would be all right if they call him up. Maybe Lennon Sosa would be all right. But we know that Josh Harrison has had some success before and had success last year in Washington. So maybe that player was still there. I thought it'd be a little bit too early to cut rope from him. And he's been paying off recently. Doing really well. And yeah, the play that he made, I believe it was in the 10th or 11th inning, where it looked like the Blue Jays were going to score a run. is a little bloop over uh, the first base side, deep into right field, and he makes a over-the-shoulder catch to save the White Sox from getting more runs up to the Blue Jays, which I think they had already given up one in the extras. Play of the day. Play of the day, and then walks him off in the 12th. Got two strikes on him, bared down, went down and got that ball. Jose Abreu... Limping all the way home, got the job done. But, yeah, Josh Harrison deserves kudos as much as we talked about him. And I was right there with DFA in him. I'll, I'll be hey, raise my hand right here. He earned it. He earned the, his DFA if he was going to get DFA'd a couple weeks ago. But he's come through. He's come through all of those DFA chants. And he's come through all the, the, the dissension from all the rest of the people who are White Sox fans. Congratulations. You have done good for yourself. Let's keep it up, brother. And my guy, Shytone Fanboy, saying 147 folks in here at midnight. Smash that like button, y'all. Absolutely smash that like button. And thank you for 147 people. Wow, that's that's awesome. 161 now. 161. Look at that. You guys are great. We talked about this in the pregame. If you missed it, Andrew Vaughn isn't in the top 10 of designated hitters. And I kind of just said, that's the White Sox letting their their fans down. Uh, If the White Sox were better, if the White Sox were in first place right now, the fans would be more participating in the actual uh, ongoings around Major League Baseball. They would be voting more for Andrew Vaughn. Framil Reyes is not having a better season than Andrew Vaughn. Uh, Kyle Garlick for the Twins isn't having a better season than Andrew Vaughn. If the White Sox were performing better on the field, you'd probably see more participation from fans. The White Sox just had a fantastic game. They just won a series against a really good team. And at midnight, we have 161 people in here. 
That just shows you that when they put a good product out on the field, this city, this fan base, absolutely supports this team. And hopefully, with the more wins, we'll see guaranteed rate fill up more and more. All right, let's go out to guaranteed rate field and go to our guy, Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat reporter. You look great, friend. I know you're trying to really line yourself up, but you're, you're looking good. If you, if you can hear us, give me a thumbs up and a hello. Can you hear us, Vinny? I got technical difficulties. I don't know if I'm coming through on your. I don't know if I'm coming through on your end, guys. But you guys I, are you're, skipping I, around all over on me. So I hear you loud and clear, and, and you look really beautiful. But uh, we'll give Vinny a second and see if uh, if he can catch up. But uh, really great win, uh, Melissa's tapping out because he's exhausted and uh you know what the podcast is always posted you know we can always listen to us uh, at 6 a.m on your drive into work because we got the tailgate at 11 30 tomorrow Today. in lot b and our guy Vinny will be joining us uh i think he's still working on technical difficulties so we will just wait are we waiting on Vinny on technical difficulties even okay yeah we are all right so let's go back into the hitting well actually let's go to andrew vaughn because this is kind of going to lead into uh to, to tony and t- talking to tony post game tony talk pregame and we talked about Andrew Vaughn not being uh, top 10 in DH. All right, Vinny's going to try to join us here. Let's see. Guest is in the green room. He's giving us a thumbs up. We're good to go on Vinny. Vinny Duber, you can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. He's ready to get the hell out of guaranteed rate field because he's going to have to be there at 1130 a.m. tomorrow in lot B for the CHGO White Sox tailgate. Today. How you doing, Vinny? Yeah, it's today. How you doing, <laughs> Vinny? Yeah, it's coming up. It's less than 12 hours away. Uh, it's very hot here at Guaranteed Rate Field, as you might uh, be aware if you're anywhere in the Chicagoland area tonight but or this morning. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys got? It's a, it's a hot one. That was a, that was a uh, long, long game. I'm not trying to complain because it was a, uh, a thrilling finish there. But uh, it's, been, it's been a long, hot day. It's time to go home. We, Firstly, we get you. Dylan Cease was great. Was he still he was in the clubhouse when you guys got access to the clubhouse? Yeah, we just talked to him. He said it's probably the best his slider's ever been as a Major League Baseball player, and I yes. think everybody could probably realize that watching him mow down the Toronto Blue Jays today. He was just fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, unhittable is how he was being described uh, by teammates uh, tonight. Uh, he was he was terrific, and and you know, obviously, so much happened after he left the game. But you can't you can't be in a position to to have what have to have what happened happen if you're the White Sox without getting those fantastic uh, performance from him. So uh, he was great, and uh, that's the kind of stuff you want to see if you're the White Sox from Dylan Cease, who obviously, like many of the other starting pitchers on this staff recently, really up and down kind of a thing. But, hey, that ERA keeps plummeting, whether it's a good outing for him or not, and uh, tonight it was a great one. Yeah, this one was clearly a fantastic outing from him. Uh, Lawrence, our producer, saying uh, tailgate starts in 11 hours and 25 minutes. One question we had, tomorrow's starter, Lucas Giolito, is he still there or was he able to leave early? Did you see Lucas in the clubhouse? I didn't see him post game. I would hope he has okay. been asleep for a while. I mean, he's got a pitch in a little bit. So he he, uh, he hopefully got the okay to, to head on home uh, fairly early on uh, this evening. Herb got to deal with the positives. I'll deal with the negatives. Yes, People you, are complaining about the bullpen uh, and just the I depletion. I don't care, Sean. I don't care. Well, okay, that's fine. I was just more no, asking. Like I'm ready to fight on this because I thought it, the complaints were dumb. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I'm not here to go after Tony. I think the fire Tony's chants were, were, were kind of, you know, not ridiculous. They were, they were but just, ridiculous. They're, they're uncalled for. Um, 
what did he have to say about the bullpen and the bullpen usage? Because it sounded like he understood that Davis Martin in a late game scenario wouldn't be a shock to him, but I think to fans, it definitely was a shock. What did he have to say and what can fans be led into, especially with like Joe Kelly's availability for tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I think we were expecting to see Lambert. We were definitely expecting to see Martin tonight. Tony said, it wouldn't surprise me if he pitches in the eighth inning of a one-run game, and that's exactly what happened. It was kind of eerie almost. But um, listen, they got confidence in this guy, and and whether you as a fan or you or you two specifically as 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 observers tonight don't have confidence in him, the people calling the shots did, and and that includes his teammates, that includes the coaching staff. Um, they had a reason to put him in the game because he's pitched really well since he's uh, since he's been a major leaguer, which obviously has not been a very long time. But, um, you know, I went through and I, I tweeted it out because I was interested. Look at the look at the numbers tonight. Look at the numbers of this White Sox bullpen coming into tonight. Not only do you have so many guys not available because they're on the injured list or in the case of Matt Foster on the bereavement list. You got a couple guys that, you know, maybe weren't available tonight after pitching in recent days. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez probably wasn't going to pitch tonight after going uh, more than an inning last night. But they were ready to use Lambert and Martin because the numbers have been good. They've been good. And I, uh, you know, again, small sample size, sure. But um, I, I think the point that came up was you can't, you can't produce a late a guy who's good in the late inning situation, a guy who's good in a high leverage situation, without un, unless you pitch him in those situations and know what they can do in those situations. They didn't know, but now they know. And I, I think to and and then to be fair, on top of it all, Davis Martin was fine. Like yeah, he had two walks that weren't good, but he he made the pitches that he needed to make to get out of that inning, and it and they went in the wrong spot. And uh, I don't think there's really anything wrong. Obviously, you don't want to walk, guys. But the, I don't think there's anything wrong with the with the you know people are saying I don't care that the contact wasn't hard. It was it was you know it was still hits and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean one of those hits was a swinging bunt. Uh, you know, I mean one of those hits was should have been caught. I mean it's it's not a um, it's it, it was not a bad performance by him, and I think you'll see him again in those types of situations because he didn't show anything tonight that would dissuade the White Sox from using him there again. My only qualm would be putting an inexperienced person into that spot where he could have went with Jose Ruiz, who is not good at late hitting things either, but you know, right. was, so what is, he was, so yeah. So there you go, Herb, you know, you know, but I, but I would say that at least the, the experience would at least give me, okay. The process was a little bit better, but yeah, just, it was, it was a bad, a bad example. situation that the general manager put him in and the team put him in. So yeah, that's what I would I just, say. I disagree in the specific example that you gave. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, are there players on this roster who you might have had more faith in? Maybe. Jose Ruiz isn't one of them. I can tell you that much. You know what I mean? The guy's got an ERA up over five. People complain every time they hear mention of Jose Ruiz. Why not try something that might work? You know what I mean? When Jose Ruiz has shown, you know, and no, nothing against Jose Ruiz. He's made some good outings for this team, but he struggled. And so I don't understand why, you know, I – Listen, I get what I get the point in a vacuum, right? I get the point in a vacuum that, you know, you don't want to throw the guy out there who might not be able to give you the best shot. The, this team doesn't have a lot of good shots right now with the way the, the bullpen is banged up. Right. That's my issue is that I, I don't want to put any of this on Tony because Tony has no control of the 26 men on this roster. And you're using a guy who since 2019 has been used in a starter role throughout the minors and major leagues. And three of the four starts that have been good for Davis Martin – Texas, Royals, Detroit, the one 
that he gave up, you know, four earned runs was against a good team in the race. I, I just think that you haven't seen enough from him, even at a major league level, to try him out in that position. But also, who else are you going to try out? Because, again, Jose Ruiz wasn't a great option either. Uh, the bullpen just kind of was lackluster uh, with options tonight, uh, at least for me. The other question, too, Jose Abreu, is he injured? What is going on? Because it looks like he's injured, Vinny, but he scored the game-winning run and did so, you know, screaming. Well, there's there's two points to make. Uh, yeah, he's very clearly bothered by something. Uh, he's He was described as sore by Tony La Russa, and you got to remember there's a difference between being injured and being hurt, right? Um, you know, so if... if you know, they feel he can play through it. If they're not going to you know, say the doctor tells you you have to stop, then, you know, there's a difference between playing injured and playing hurt. And then B, it's Jose Abreu. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean? Well, I think everybody knows enough right now about Jose Abreu to know that he's not the kind of guy who would take himself out in that situation. And, and he did what he needed to do. He was getting hits. He was running the bases. It looked like it didn't feel very good, but he did what he needed to do. And uh, Tony said that they're going to, at the bare minimum, DH him tomorrow, might even sit him, which, of course, never goes over well in the Abreu household. But, uh, you know, them, them's the breaks sometimes <laughs> if you're uh, moving around like he was moving around late tonight. Speaking of about availability for tomorrow, I assume you – know, if Tim Anderson played the way he did today, not badly, but he's kind of still hurt. He wasn't really running the balls out because he's protecting that groin. That's understandable. Day game after night game, did Tony speak about his availability for tomorrow? Yeah, I would. it would sound like he's not going to play tomorrow, just day game after a night game, and now it's a day game after a, a four-hour, 12-inning game. So uh, I would not expect to see Tim Anderson in the lineup tomorrow. All right, Vinny, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I think we covered most of the points we needed. Uh, is there any update on Aloy Jimenez, and then we can get you out of here? No, he did play. He played tonight, I saw. Okay. Uh, you know, there, I'm sure that it's the very early stages of, of what he's doing from a rehab standpoint, obviously. Um, today was his first day of his new rehab assignment, so I would imagine they're, they're watching him very closely and playing him as slowly as they need to play him. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that uh, progresses going forward, but uh, it's not going to be a one or a couple of day thing with him. I would imagine they're going to have him down there for, for, for a little while and, and see how he's doing on that leg. I'm sure Tony's beaming about sticking with Josh Harrison and playing him through all the bad stuff that happened earlier because sparkling plays in the field and now he's contributing with the bat. Do you have to say anything about Josh Harrison and how resilient he's been this during this season, all the DFA Josh Harrison calls, and now he's coming through for the team big time? Yeah, I mean, he pointed out how great he's been, what a, what a positive presence he's been on this team, whether it's in the dugout, in the clubhouse, uh, you know, I, and, and on the field. And I, I think uh, when you're a veteran that's been along, around as long as Harrison has, you earn a certain cachet, whether it's with your manager, with your teammates, with the front office, and, and guys, you know, know you know how to get the job done. And obviously, the first two months of this season, the job wasn't getting done, but I don't think anybody ever questioned the fact that that Josh knew what he was doing and that Josh could could make a um, a return to form, so to speak. I talked to Josh uh, extensively before the game and, and just so happened that he got the winning hit uh, tonight. So maybe look for something on allchgo.com about uh, about uh, Harrison and the uh, second base situation here for these White Sox. But uh, yeah, after the game, uh, he you know. He, he, he was asked about fans, you know, calling for those DFAs. And he said, you know, doesn't bother him. He's got to just kind of keep doing what he's doing, focus on what he's focused on. And uh, I think that's really the key that, that everybody's been so impressed by is, you know, you, I think Danny Mendick told me today, you know, you couldn't tell 
that he had had the results that he'd had through the first two months of the season because he was being the same guy, which is a very positive presence, uh, you know, every single day. And now it's paying off. Well, and I appreciate you giving me the easy uh, little segue here. Thank you, Vinny Duber, for joining us. Uh, you can follow Vinny on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. And if you want to be on the lookout for his Josh Harrison article, you can go to allchgo.com. Members get a free T-shirt, and we've announced three new t-shirts. So this is a great time to become a member. You get Vinny's fantastic work covering the White Sox. You get a sweet t-shirt and you get access to our CHGO lounge. Uh, Fantastic, fantastic stuff from Vinny and all of our writers on the CHGO beat. We appreciate Vinny joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field and we appreciate you. If you become a member, uh, you know, we're trying to make this a whole community, trying to make this something where you feel like you're on our level. You know, all we are are fans, uh, at least Herb and I, Vinny's a a real writer, journalist, doing his damn thing. Uh, But, you know, and that's still, I mean, he's still a person, uh, but you know, <laughs> come like, join no, us at all I'm articles as a bot. Yes. And uh, speaking of CHGO, we got a tailgate tomorrow, 1130 a.m. Vinny will be there. Herb will be there. I'll be there. Steven will be there. We got a ton of people from CHGO being there. We got a ton of people coming uh, from the CHGO family. And we got people from our own family as well, the kind of extended CHGO family. Uh, Chicago's own Greenridge Farm will be providing us with smoked Polish sausages, jalapeno cheddar brats, hot dogs, and mmm, delicious meat sticks. We saw some of that in the refrigerator. It looks great. Huge. Uh, If you you haven't tried them already uh check out their stuff at costco or most most grocery stores as well as online at greenridgefarm.com and we'll also be joined by the grilling experts over at weber grill they'll have their portable grass grill the traveler to cook up the meats check out the link in the youtube description to get the perfect tailgating grill for yourself so the chgo tailgate again tomorrow 11:30 a.m in lot b if you have tickets Come on over. Come on out early. We're going to be there at 1130. If you just have tickets, uh, you know, show up to Lot B. Uh, we're not going to kick you out. We're going to have fun. We're going to have everybody who's around come in and join us, and it's going to be one big tailgating party no, like you Courtney. see in Lot B. Who's this Courtney Crumblehome jerk? Bringing ketchup. She's probably from Canada, eh? Yeah. Look at look at Connor saying, wish I could be there. Have fun, y'all. Yeah, all right, jerk Connor. Jerk sitting next you to her just, is a jerk, too. You just don't want to have a, a, a sweeping up your ketchup. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's one Look, picture. There's two Canadians back, from, uh, back, from the, back and back, uh, Connor and Courtney. Yes. And That's my I, fiance, who people don't know, she's a Canadian citizen. I heard uh, Born here. I heard Justin Fields is a Canadian, too, by the Me way. Me, too. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but that's he not. is the Chicago Bears quarterback. And he loves Owen. He's, he loves Owen, and he's on a 100% plant-based diet. And I have to tell you about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition, that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and easily digestible. If you... You know, just played 12 innings of baseball in 95 degree heat, and you just exerted so much energy. What you need to do is put a cold, refreshing Owen in your body. It's easily digestible. Again, friends, and I'm telling you, they're refreshing when they're cold. Owen is good for your body, and they're good to drink when you're hot. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback, and I heard a Canadian Justin Fields, who follows a plant based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at Live. Owen.com. That's L I V E O Y N.com with code CHGO 20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Again, the code is CHGO 20. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. All right, Herb. 
Um, and Jack's asking, uh, I have it set up for the tailgate. Can I still come? Again, if you have tickets to the game, uh, we're not selling tickets anymore. Uh, so I don't think you can sit with our group yet. Um, but we're in the 500s somewhere tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be in the, the, the upper deck. Um, but if you have a ticket or you're just in the area and you want to be, you know, stopping by lot B, just come by. We're going to have no problem. If you don't have a ticket, Jack, no problem. Just Join show us, up Jack. and say, hey, what's up, Herb Sean? We'll probably say I'm Jack. hello back. Yeah. We're, hey, I'm Jack Vedker from, from the, the comments la- yesterday. You don't Do you need remember to put me? your last name, Jack. <laughs> just say you're Jack. Yeah, just, just Jack. Well, we got a couple just Jacks. Jack. We got a couple Jacks. We got a, I mean, they're Cubs fans, but we got a couple Jacks that hang out on the CHGO Bet Show. All right, uh, Stephen, what else do we got to talk about? Oh, I want to talk about this. So, Tony LaRusso, it's not Tony LaRusso's fault. I don't think this is Tony LaRusso's fault with the bullpen. Do you? No, I mean, like I said to Vinny, I thought. If I were him, and it's not an enviable situation that going from either Jimmy Lambert in the seventh or then Davis Martin in the eighth, I would have switched Davis Martin and Jose Ruiz. It's not a great place, but at least you have a person that's pitched in the eighth inning in a close situation while terrible, but he's been there and done that. To put a rookie in there who's pitched, what, 15 innings in the major leagues? Right. Real tough to give him that, that opportunity, that role. And as Vinny said, the hits weren't that bad. It was a walk to start it off, then a swinging bunt, then a blooper because they had to bring the infield in over Timmy's head. So, yes, he didn't do that poorly, but the moment was, you know, wasn't ready for the moment. You mm-hmm. walk the leadoff hitter, you're going to be in trouble. Right. And, and two, I mean, I don't love this sequencing. Going Lambert and then going Davis Martin in the seventh and eighth, that's two starters right there. I mean, Jimmy, David Martin has started, has been a primarily a starter since 2019. I know he was opened by Reynaldo Lopez, but still, he had the expectation that he was going to be a starter. I don't understand the idea of using him on the fly. That doesn't look like, hey, we really like what we saw out of Davis Martin. Let's give him an opportunity in middle relief. That felt like, hey, we have nobody to call up. Let's use David Martin in the eighth because we have no one else to use. The idea was, you know, you could use possibly uh, Kendall Graveman early in the seventh or eighth. Uh, You could have used Jose Ruiz earlier and maybe started him off with a clean inning. This is maybe why they didn't go to Jose Ruiz. This is from uh, Patrick Nolan of Sox Machine. You can follow him at Sox Machine or S-O-X-M-A-C-H underscore penals. Jose Ruiz since May 12th, 11 and two-thirds innings pitched, 11 runs, 14 hits, and 10 walks. 8Ks, 4 home runs allowed, and 849 ERA. He's been bad. So the options that the White Sox had tonight were Jose Ruiz, Kendall Graveman, who they were saving Banks, for a, uh, a save opportunity. At that yes. time, they were up 2-1 to one Tanner, in the inning. Tanner Banks, Vince Velasquez, Jimmy Lambert, Davis Martin. Four of those guys are starting pitchers. So what I think is that this whole bullpen fiasco is on the guy that's spending 27% of their budget on the effing bullpen. This has to be on Rick Hahn. Because let's look at the 40-man and all the clutter and garbage on the 40-man. Can we pull up the guys that are just down in AAA that the White Sox could bring up? Uh, This is the 40 under 40, uh, because I don't think these guys would be on other 40-man rosters around the major leagues. Yoan Ibar is currently in AAA. He's on the 40-man roster for the White Sox. It's 17 and one-thirds innings pitched. He has a 727 ERA. You could see the other stats if you're looking on screen on YouTube, but that's the main Parker thing. Parker Markle, we just got him. Parker Markle, you just picked him up from the A's. They DFA'd him. Three and one-thirds innings pitched, 1350 ERA. Anderson Severino, we saw him a little bit. Sean Anderson Severino. Nine innings pitched down at AAA, an ERA of 10. Yee. Bennett Souza in the MLB, 20 and one-thirds innings pitched, 841 ERA, 
and he has a worst. Uh, uh, he's a left-hander who can't get left-handers out. That's I don't bad. know what you need to see from these players. What are they doing in this organization to help the organization? If you put Yohan Ibar on waivers today, he's probably clearing and staying in the organization. You put Parker Markle on the, the waivers, he's probably staying in the organization. They're not going to get scooped up. Bennett Souza didn't wow anybody when he was up in the major leagues. I don't understand why they're wasting 40-man roster spots on guys who can't even make the fucking triple-A team. It makes no sense, and you're hurting the actual team. This great outing by Dylan Cease was almost absolutely squandered by the fact that you have four starters in a fucking bullpen. Mm. It's brutal, and I understand that the White Sox are very proud of their pitching lab. They're proud of the strides that Davis Martin has made, and he's looked good when he's going up against weaker opponents, but this is not an, a, a, a scenario that he's ever been in. This is not something he's prepared for. Jimmy Lambert, I understand he's got four pitches, and the guy managing the team thinks he looks like Adam Wainwright. But I've watched him for now three years, and yes, this is the best he's looked. But also, let's look at Jose Ruiz. Jose Ruiz had this changeup and looked great from April to May, and he was easily figured out. I don't understand what the White Sox are currently doing with their 40-man roster, and their bullpen is currently suffering because of it. And it's suffering, too, because Leary Garcia hasn't played in three games. He's not on the I.L. You have another player just wasting a roster space right now. If Leary was healthy and playing, fine, but he's not. He, the one guy not used today off the bench, Leary Garcia. He didn't play on Monday. He didn't play on Sunday. He's hurt. Why, why can't the White Sox just, first off, give up on bad players, and second of all, just put guys on the I.L. when they're injured? It doesn't make sense to me, and you almost lost the game because of it, because Tony had no help and just had to rely and hope that Vince Velasquez would escape some trouble, and he did. What you said, the first thing, and that was well done, Sean. Thank you. Was answering your second question. So why don't they get rid of bad players? Is because they don't have depth behind those bad players. Rick Hahn, Jeremy Haber, Kenny Williams have set this team up for failure. The depth on this team is bad. We started off this year with Gavin Sheets as the main guy off the bench or starting platoon with uh, Andrew Vaughn. Guy can't make it to the major leagues now. He's a 4A player right now. He did well last year. This year, he's not that good. I mean, we talked about Lurie. We talked about Josh Harrison. The first two months, they're non-existent. And then we can't put guys on the IL when they're hurt. We know that Lurie was hurt. We know that Yohan Moncada was hurt, and then we put him on the IL right before the game. We bring Tim off the IL, but that's not really a good move right there because you could have another player come up and then mm -hmm. Tim uh, replace a pitcher. That's right. not pitching well. You know, a guy like Davis Martin, a guy like uh, Jose Ruiz can be off this team. These are a lot of bad players on the White Sox, and we can't bring up good players because we're the good players that we don't got any because the team, the cupboard's bare back behind us in AAA. Tanner Banks is the only left-hander in the bullpen right now, and you will only use him in losing situations. That you people know what you're going to roll out with your bullpen, unless you're rolling out fucking Jimmy Lambert and Davis Martin, and that that really didn't work. Like, like right now, like tomorrow, if they have a game tomorrow and it's time nut crunching time in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, Kendall Graveman won't be there. He won't be available. Maybe Joe Kelly will be available from Monday's pitch, and maybe Ronaldo Lopez. Maybe, but he pitched two innings, but so that's I'm not sure. Really tough to go into a game where Lucas has been struggling the last couple games. He's been pitching the last month. He's been pitching. You're going to need a bullpen tomorrow. Vince, Vinny the V pitched well today, and his relief appearance got the win. He'll be out tomorrow. He will not be available for you. So, yeah, there's a lot of things out there for the White Sox that they've struggled on, and Rick Hahn deserves some of this. You know, not maybe fire Rick Hahn, but 
blame Rick Hahn if you're chanting fire TRL. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, this is not Tony's fault. He had no options, no viable options that could truly pitch. And there's a quote from Tony uh, talking about Jimmy Lambert, and this is from the Houston series. James Vegan put this in his athletic article. This is Tony on Jimmy Lambert. He's actually making pitches with three or four pitches. Take this at this stage. He reminds me of Wainwright in 06. He goes out there with three or four pitches, very competitive. The key now is he pitches an inning, give him a couple days. He pitches a couple innings, give him three days. Just don't hurt him. So the White Sox are just trying to avoid injury right now. And I don't think that they're going to be super aggressive with Jimmy Lambert. I don't think they're going to be super aggressive with Davis Martin. I don't think they're going to be super aggressive with Reynaldo Lopez. Who will truly be available to pitch for the White Sox tomorrow? Because you guys are rolling out starters who are expecting somewhat close to starters rest. These are not bullpen arms that are expected to be used every other day. It's a bad, bad cycle. They'd be lucky if Foster returned from bereavement list tomorrow. They'd be lucky because they need him. They're in such a bad spot right now. And right now you have Lucas Giolito where after 75 pitches, he's getting lit up. Josh uh, Nelson shared a lot of great stats on the Sox Machine podcast uh, talking about his inefficiency to get players out after the 75th pitch. He has like an OPS allowed of 1,200 after the 75th pitch. That's he's not been good, right? ineffective. Okay. That's a guy that can go you know, to the fifth or sixth inning, and that's about it. Who are you going to use tomorrow? I really don't know, and that's why I have difficulties picking the White Sox tomorrow, uh, even though they have the better pitcher, in, in my mind, in, in Giolito compared to Stripling, but Stripling uh, you know, Stripling has been pretty good this year. Um, wait, wait, wait. He said 0-6 Adam Wainwright. 12-6 yeah. Yeah. curveball Adam Wainwright. Yeah, on Beltron, right? Yeah, to in the NLCS, Adam mm-hmm. Wainwright. Still pitching very well. Yeah. Currently, Jimmy Lambert's that. He reminds me of Wainwright because he has three or four pitches coming out of the bullpen. I think that's what he's saying. Okay. Like Adam Wainwright did, okay. Jimmy Lambert can throw three or four pitches like Adam Wainwright can. I've never seen Jimmy Lambert throw a 12-6 to curveball. I've never seen Adam Wainwright hit 97. Um, let's go to, to some more crazy TRL quotes. Hey, Reese got three or four pitches too. Who? Jose Reese. Oh, yeah. Jose's got a slider, a, a sinker, and a change. What's does, going on? He doesn't remind him of... Adam Wainwright. <laughs> uh, Alex saying, you and I have been talking about these Giolito's numbers for a month plus, though, Sean. Don't be afraid to gas yourself up, my guy. I know we've been talking about those uh, Giolito numbers, but also I think part of it, you know, we've been talking about the spin and the velocity going down. I think part of it, too, is uh, this. Is, there's an article on Fangraphs talking about guys that are hitting uh, high fastballs more, so Giolito's kind of stuff is just... It's kind of out of whack. He's got to figure something out. The league is adjusted to Lucas Giolito. And Lucas Giolito needs to adjust to the league. And there's one thing I know that Lucas Giolito will do. He will adjust to the league. We saw that last year when he was getting hit pretty hard. He shelved the pitch. He's like, okay, you're hitting that changeup pretty damn hard. Cool. We're doing sliders then instead. And he had some great results. His year in 2021 was just as good as his year in 2020, um, if you look at the stats. And 2019, I believe. In 2018, he was the worst pitcher in baseball. And your your worst pitcher in baseball. Your fastball is getting lit up. Dylan Cease just threw 50% sliders tonight. Maybe Lucas Giolito should be more of a slider-heavy pitcher tomorrow. And that's what you do when you understand what's going on in the game and what's working for you and what the hitters are not hitting. He knew that they were not going to hit that slider, and he knew Doug Eddings was going to give him a foot outside. And Courtney is hella right. Uh, Garrett Crochet, injury looms large this entire season. Uh, Absolutely. This is where I get my baseball thoughts from. First-round pick uh, that the White Sox just kind of flop on. Got a fiancé who's smart about baseball. Absolutely. Shout-out, Courtney. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, And I'm not saying Garrett 
crochets flopped, but you know, they try to have him be a starter and they try to have him be in the bullpen and just unfortunate, uh, the, the injury that happened to him. All right, let's go to another crazy, uh, TLR quote, because I, I love this for many reasons. Uh, and we'll wrap it up on there because Herb's calling Andrew Vaughn, the best hitter on the white Sox, And this is Tony La Russa pregame sent by the great Vinny Duber. Well, mostly, and this is Tony La Russa speaking about Andrew Vaughn, who's not in the top 10 for all-star voting for designated hitter, by the way. Well, mostly, he reminds me directly because this particular player played in A-ball and got a look in September on the AAA club because of our big league team was going to be in the playoffs and Memphis played, and the next year he was supposed to go to AAA, Albert Pujols. And Albert Pujols, a lot of what he did to be successful and continues to do is he's very smart and he's very relentless. Those are two qualities Andrew shares. Um, So relentlessness and smart are something that I would say describes Andrew Vaughn. He's really not afraid of any moment. He is a very smart uh, hitter. He really seems composed. Let's go to his uh, stats because he just reached his 600th career at bat tonight. Uh, And you could see if you're watching on the screen, the progression that he's had through at bat one through 100, through at bat 201 to 300, two at bats 501 to 600. In his first 100 at-bats, he hit 230, 324, 370 with 10 extra base hits, and he had a walk-to-K ratio of about 0.4. So, you know, for about every two strikeouts or every three strikeouts, he was walking nearly about one time. In his 501st plate appearance and his 600th uh, uh, at-bat, He's hitting 370, 409, 540 with 11 extra base hits and a .35 walk rate. So that walk rate stayed the same, but he's just taking advantage of hitters. He's taking advantage of pitchers. He is not faced by major league pitching at this point in his career. The White Sox might not have Albert Pujols on their team, uh, but I have been delusioned enough uh, to make the comparison. So, hey, uh, you know, I don't agree with Jimmy Lambert's Adam Wainwright, but here I am on July 27th, 2021, saying crazy Andrew Vaughn's turning into Albert Pujols right in front of our eyes. Yes, I am always being facetious on Twitter, but part of it was belief. And here's the other one, too. This one's in March. Baseball is back, and so is my delusion about Andrew Vaughn being the next Albert Pujols. That was after his first spring training home run. And there is something there. I don't know if it is Albert Pujols. I don't know if it's Barry Bonds, right? These are very high comparisons. But there is something there that is the makeup of the elite of elite. There is something there with Andrew Vaughn that makes this guy feel like he is not going to just be a hitter, but he can be a special hitter. And you compare him to guys like Luis Robert, who has all the tools. You can compare him to, uh, you know, uh, Tim Anderson, who has uh, more of the athleticism. You can compare him to Jose Abreu, who is a bigger, stronger first baseman. Andrew Vaughn's the best pure hitter on this White Sox team, and I don't think it's close. No, I don't think it's close either. The Pujols comparison, while the numbers are close, it's tough. I mean, Albert Pujols, if we're looking at right-handed hitters in the era that we are just in right now, Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, Frank Thomas, those guys. I mean, of course, Michael Nelson Trout. Tough, real tough to put him in that category. But, yeah, if you want to put pressure on Andrew Vaughn to become one of the best, that's the guy you uh, compare him to. And Tony should know right there because he, he managed him back in his early days. It's a little tough to compare him to that, but yes, we saw the slider that uh, I forgot Jordan Romano threw to him, and Jordan Romano didn't have a slider or fastball today. But the one thing Andrew Vaughn wasn't was scared. He wasn't scared of okay, he's going to snap one off, and if he does, cool. I'm just going to deposit this ball over here to right field and drive in a run or drive in and hit a double right there and get a pinch run for in the ninth inning because we need that run to be scored, and I'm not fast afoot. 
So I was not mad, and I know some people were mad about Tony replacing Andrew Vaughn in the ninth inning. You needed that. You needed a fast runner in Adam Hazley to score that fa- uh, to score that run after Luis Robert hit that single. And you need to make that happen. But Andrew Vaughn, I picked him as the guy for my click to pick. Came through in the ninth inning with a clutch hit after an 0 for four start, I believe. Looked good in that at bat. And yes, I would say he is the White Sox best hitter. And you would you're just going with pure hitter. I do think I think you still think that Timmy's slightly better than him. But I would say that Andrew Vaughn the guy on top yeah absolutely and Vaughn's, on the ninth I want him up Vaughn's double in the bottom of the ninth was absolutely huge uh for the Chicago White Sox uh let's go to TA to uh final stuff uh let's look at a spray chart real quick because again TA two for five tonight he's just incredible and you throw a fastball in the zone to this guy he's going to hit it to the right side of the infield and you can just see Tim Anderson's not afraid to hit it to any side of the park but you know Herb you kind of just watch him in amazement because it's like do these pitchers even have a scouting report for him I get mad every time. I'm like, stop pitching him outside. Don't throw him a fastball. But it was a good job by, uh, I think it wasn't Jordan Romano. It was um, one of the pitchers earlier in the game. Simber? Uh, yeah, threw him like an inside fastball. I was like, cool. That's that's a job to have him get jammed, jam himself or hit that ball to left field. But Tim, of course, inside out swing, hits that ball to right field. He's a professional hitter. He has worked on himself to become this. This story is phenomenal. Played basketball up until his junior year. Didn't start playing baseball until his junior year of high school. Went to a junior college. Got drafted. Worked on himself and became this guy after a death of his close friend and became himself and started becoming the player that he wanted to be, not the player that other people wanted him to be. And you see the results. The man is a champion of a person. Let's look at the results. Let's look at Tim Anderson in 2022 against every type of pitch he's faced. Uh, Steven, do we have this graphic? Because against four seamers, he's got a run value of plus one. Against sliders, he's got a run value of plus three. Against sinkers, he's got a run value of plus two. Against curveballs, he's got a run value of plus three. Against changeups, he's got a run value of plus two. Against cutters, he's got a run value of plus one. Against splitters, he's got a run value of zero. This man can hit anything. Yes. This man, if you throw anything up to the plate, he will put the bat on the ball. You look at the batting average, the worst pitch that he does against is a splitter, but also he's only seen that three times, so we can pretty much knock that out of, uh, of contention there. You look at all those pitches, the worst batting average he has is against four-seam fastballs, and he's hitting two ninety eight and slugging five fifty three against him. How do you get him out? You really don't at this point. I, I mean... I would throw him balls off the plate. And make, and make him chase. And make but. him chase, yeah. That's literally what I would do with him. I would do with Luis Robert. Throwing a ball to Tim Anderson close to the plate, inside, outside, up, down, won't work. Throw it balls, like, off the plate. Totally. He'll chase. He barely has walk. He walked today, I think, late in the game. So that was good. It was really tough to do. He did four straight pitches from Jordan Romano, who wasn't didn't have his fastball, didn't have a slider that he usually has. Usually a really solid closer. And Tim just took four straight balls. If you're not going to come close to the, the plate, mm-hmm. Tim's not going to swing. But if you come a little bit closer, and I don't know why Kevin Gausman, like didn't throw a splitter like all the time. Because his splitter in the first inning, mercy, just looked like a middle pitch, middle-middle, and just drops off the table. And Tim will swing at that. Everybody will swing at that. You saw Luis Roberts swing at that. You saw the guy I call the White Sox best hitter 
flail at that splitter. Throw those pitches to Tim Anderson, you might get some swings and misses. That's the only way you're getting them out right now. The man is on flame. Yeah, and uh, Marion says the only weakness uh, T.A. has is hitting with the bases loaded. Lifetime batting average below 240 in that situation. I think it's just a point of weakness. I mean, not a point of weakness, but I think it's just a weird kind of stat. It's just kind of baseball for you. Um, you know, also, I, 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 yeah, it's just a weird game. I mean, it's not like maybe it has to do with defensive positioning. I mean, we saw that tonight. He grounded out into the double play yeah. when the bases were loaded. And um, where did he hit that ball? Right to the, the shortstop. So that, that was his problem. If he hits it where he usually hits it, game's over. Well, he should have done that. There Come you go, Tim. You should have been better. Stop sucking, Tim Anderson. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it, of it for the CHGO White Sox postgame show because we got an important day tomorrow. Today. Make sure uh, today. Make sure that you should, uh, you're following the CHGO White Sox Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. We'll be posting all day tomorrow out in Lot B starting at 11.30 a.m. We will have the CHGO White Sox tailgate. Our friends from Green Ridge Farm will be out there. Our friends from Weber Grill will be out there. We're so excited to meet all of our CHGO members, all of our CHGO family. And again, if you have a ticket, you're in Lot B. You're there before the gates open. Come on by. We'll Come be in by, Lot, Lot B. We'll have some CHGO merch. You'll see Herb. I mean, Herb's a very you know, friendly face. You'll be able to see him from across the parking lot. Uh, you know, very friendly. Uh, you'll be able to see him from across the parking lot. You see Herb, follow Herb, go see him, go talk to him, come up, say hi. We want to see you. And again, our friends over at Green Ridge Farm, Chicago's own Green Ridge Farm, will be providing us with smoked pulled sausages, jalapeno cheddar brats, hot dogs, and meat sticks. If you haven't tried them yet already, uh, check out their stuff at Costco or most grocery stores as well as online at greenridgefarm.com. And the grilling experts over at Weber Grill will be joining us. They have some portable gas grills that they'll bring in. They have the Traveler to cook up some meats. Check out the link in the description to get the perfect tailgating grill yourself. And again, that's the Traveler uh, by Weber Grills. And you can see it right there. Sold out. Got game ticket and tailgate for about 50-plus people. We're excited to be there at 11.30 a.m. in Lot B. So, Herb, let's go home and get some rest. Oh, I thought you were saying weed. Uh, yeah, let's get some get rest. Get some what? Oh, no, no, don't even bother that. <laughs> yeah, let's go home and get some rest. That's what I was talking about. Go yes. drink some CBD Strava coffee and mm-hmm. go to bed real quick. Uh, also, our guy Dave Barista uh, said something, too. If you want to search his name, Stephen, I got one more thing. We'll, we'll send it out on Barista's uh, comment here because I don't know where it was. But I, I can't say Barista. Said, well, it's not Barista? I, it was, it's not Barista. And I was saying, I, I think I said it right, and then I think I said it wrong, yeah. and now he corrected me, which is good. Uh, scroll. There we go. Uh, he, didn't he call Magical Eckstein last year? He did. So Tony has just compared about every player on the 2021 or 2022 White Sox to someone in his Cardinals pass. So maybe we should take the Larry Garcia Vaughan comparison with a grain of salt. Larry Garcia is Jose Aquindo. Oh, I was going to say Fernando Vina. Okay. Um, Tim Anderson's Ed, uh, Edgar Renteria. Luis Robert is Ray Langford. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I can't do this all night. Uh, Reese McGuire is Yachty Molina. Thank you very much. Vote Reese McGuire to the Hall of Fame and Andrew Vaughn to the All-Star Jake game. Berger is Carney Lansford. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. A former A. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Can't go A's with you. Okay. Luis Robert, Ricky Henderson. Where are we going? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Dave Parker. Let's leave. We'll see you guys out in Lot B, 1130 a.m., the CHGO White Sox tailgate. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter, at Acknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. For Steven Nicholas and his great production, thank you very much, sir. And thank you to Vinny for joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. 
Sorry. Steven will be eating hot dogs and such oh, tomorrow. Right. He's trying the 999 challenge. I'm which is completing the 999 challenge. Nine oh. hot dogs, nine innings. Steven. Nine hot Nicholas. dogs, nine beers, nine innings. Nine be- beers, too, goddammit. Ooh, we. And, Watch uh, him eat. He can eat his ass off. You think I? You look at me. He's like, well, Herb can eat his ass off. No, Stephen. This guy's drinking water in preparation. Like yeah. this guy's prepping. I'm he's stretching a my stomach. Ugh. This is going to be a champion, uh, competitive eater eventually. Yeah. Oh, if if not already, uh, Daniel Gamboa is saying with Tim Anderson's groin injury, why was he taking such an aggressive lead when he was picked off? Dude, I don't know. And honestly, they won the two game. days in a row. They they won it's the game. Bad. It's two days in a row. They keep making dumbass mistakes. And honestly, I just want to go home. Uh, so Daniel Gamboa, they need to clean that up. But honestly, uh, we're done for tonight. We're we're going there. And Bill Branch is asking, will you chug a beer yes. with me? Yes. Yes. Damn right, Bill. You know me. Herb's having fun tomorrow. We're having fun tomorrow. <laughs> See if White Sox. Let's get the hell up out of here. Thank you, Stephen Nicholas, for your production. Thank you to the hundred and sixty one thousand people that were watching us live we appreciate you and all the podcast listeners that are listening to you on your way to work we appreciate you in the morning again that's herb lawrence i'm sean anderson Vinny duber joined us from guaranteed rate field steven nicholas is our producer we're getting the hell out of here the white Sox win the series against the blue jays take that kpw and thank you fleetwood <laughs> mac for their 1970 album uh, 79 album tusk we'll see you tomorrow in lot b go white Sox. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.